This message was brought to you by Christian Service. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on when you may be listening to the Fancy File Podcast. And yes, this is the first Fancy File Podcast in the calendar year of 2022. Merry New Year! In this country, we say... Happy New Year. <laughs> My name is Greg the Scott, and I am the host of the Fancy File Podcast. This is the greatest podcast that you're probably not listening to. The greatest underground podcast that you are listening to. To all our faithful Fancy Fileites. Can I say that? Yes. Okay. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to what we have to tell you from the Word of God. We pray it's been a blessing to you and a great encouragement. And the Fancy File Podcast is brought to you by Christian Service. The greatest service you will ever attend. And the sweetest smelling as well. Oh, that's true. Like, we will put deodorant on for that one. Yes. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So I already announced myself. I don't need to announce myself again. Uh, we have a rather smaller roundtable of panelists. Is anyone a pianist there? What? Pianist. Like piano player. Oh, I don't play piano. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, Wait, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> so there are no piano players here. All right. So a part of our panelists say, well, number one, I have to my right and your right. Mighty Mick. How are you today, Mick? Ahoy hoy. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here in this beautiful day of 2022. Life has changed so much for me, uh, prophetically. The, the new year just came in and poof, everything just went back to normal. It was like the, the greatest New Year's party I've ever had. Oh, I really hope that's what happened. We had karaoke. Keep in mind, all of this is recorded beforehand. Wow. We're recording this actually Don't in Don't uh, tell them Don't when tell we them. recorded it. They cannot know. We, we sung Mama Luka Boo Boo. It, it was a great celebration. Merry New Year! Yes. <laughs> Also with us today, we have one half of the Robillard Tag Team Championship, Mr. Ezra, don't call me, Rexy, the Ezrasaurus Rex. What's popping? Nothing is popping, but I can definitely tell you I am doing quite well. For now. Yes, for now. We will see what the future holds. Hopefully forever. I mean, that is one's hope. Although definitely when we get to eternity, I will be doing absolutely spectacular. Yes. Yes, everyone will be. And also, 
even though she's not here with us today, but she is here in spirit, uh, we want to wish Robin a very happy birthday. Yay! Happy belated birthday, Robin. Her birthday was so many days ago. January 5th, so that would be four days ago four from posting. Four days ago. So we're sure that uh, for most of you, Robin is your favorite co-host. So we would invite you to send your happy birthday wishes in the comments for Robin. Yes, Bubba Dudley herself. <laughs> Bubba Dudley, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I feel bad for people listening to this. I have no idea what we're talking about. Like, I'm pretty sure some people have been like, there was the flow comments, and then there was the look in Mickey's eyes, and everyone's like, what the heck are they talking about? We can assure you there's there's jokes upon jokes that we decide we're going to put into the podcast, and people are just like, uh, they're weird. And for us, it's just kicks and giggles. Yes. More on the giggles than the kicks. That's true. Because we're like, you know... At the age now, we're kicking hurts. Unfortunately. Some of us are still before the expiry of our warranty. Oh, all of us are before the expiry of our warranty. <laughs> but, you know, life has, hasn't been very kind to us. Cookies, donuts. No, wait, no. Life has been great. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, what am I talking about? The problem is when you have too much cookies and too much donuts... Kicking becomes a problem. Yes. Kicking and being kicked. Both. Right. So you have to just giggles. It's right. giggles uh, from now on. Yes. Would you like to demonstrate? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, at the time of this recording, I'm going to be very interested to see how well hockey, the Canadians are doing. It'll be fun to see. Like, I'm going to, let's see, are they a playoff team right now? I don't know. What do you think? Probably not. Okay. Probably the year after, though. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm banking on 2023 for that. I want to give a shout out to my mom. I'm glad you're listening because I know that you're one of our biggest fans. And for the rest of you, please like and subscribe. And if you would like us to shout out your name during the podcast, then just uh, send us a message and be like, I would like a shout out. And we'll do it. And we'll do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 50 people right in. We'll, we'll shout out all 50. Yes. We'll just do a shout out podcast. Oh, yeah. We'll just be happy that, you know, 50 people are even uh, listening to this. They're not? I mean, I'm sure they are. Okay. Good. Wow. So, we're not just here to blah, 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 blah. I mean, no, we could probably could do that for, for quite a while. I mean, maybe people like that. Maybe they like the, the, the lighter side of the fancy files. Do the people know why we call it the Fancy Files? Uh, yes, we did explain it in like episode 16 or something. No, I think it was 15? a lot earlier than that. Oh, maybe. But we did explain did it. Did we explain it? Probably. Right. Let's just assume we did. We have, but it ended up being like a joke rather than a serious explanation, I would say. Did, did we end up doing a thing where we called somebody like and invited them into the podcast? Being like, you're on the Fancy File podcast. What do you have to say about that? Uh, no, Not we haven't gotten to that universe. stage yet. Should we maybe eventually. Should we do that? Uh, maybe next time. Should we like call Robin and be like, we wished you happy birthday on the air. How do you feel? Maybe next time. And she'll oh. be like, uh, it's September. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell them when we recorded this. This is actually this long distance away. This is going to be really fun listening to that. Be like, oh yeah, we said that. 
it's so cringeworthy. I've listened to some of them like, whoa. Like, like funny whoa. Okay. But it's like bringing our nonsense in for everyone to listen to. Mm-hmm. But maybe, like, finally, like, people can understand that the nonsense has a purpose. Hey, man, a little bit of nonsense goes a long way. It's great. How long, though? Sometimes years. No, I'm serious. How long has this nonsense been going on for this episode? <laughs> oh, it's been going on about uh, 8 minutes 30. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, well, there goes most of our talk. Well, um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, no, I did it again. I gotta stop saying, um, um, and I just did it. Okay, I'm sorry. Everyone's like, there he goes. Okay. Pointing out the foolishness. So, we started a series about three, four, pod, three podcasts ago, where we started to go through Colossians. Do you ever call it Colossians by accident? Like you mix Galatians and Colossians together and you come out with this like ultimate name, like different name, Colossians? No, but I do do that with the Old Testament. Really? Which one? Um, recently it was... Dumbers? No, it was Isaiah and Ezekiel. But I was looking at my French Bible. Okay. And I started studying a passage in Ezekiel when the assignment was clearly Isaiah. But Isaiah in French starts with an E. And, um, yeah, that's ten pages I'll never see again. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I'll just save it for another project. They're not going to ask. That's okay. I was like, this is an obscure passage. Why do I have to study this? Oops. Fair enough. So, uh, we've been going through Colossians chapter 3. And the purpose of it is that we wanted to talk about our identity in Christ, our position in Christ, uh, and, and to really encourage believers to know who they are and to help them into in their day-to-day walks. Uh, you know, when we did the series on anxiety, we saw that in the Word of God, God gives us tools on how to uh, deal with, our, with problems. And it's not only just for anxiety, uh, it's also just in our in our everyday life. Uh, and you see, like, in this passage, you, you see, like, we're kind of doing a theme, a theme here on how we need, how important it is to think, or how we should think, what we should think on. And we looked at that when we did the anxiety, and, and really here, do you know that if you understand your identity in Christ, who you are, what Christ did for you at the cross, your position in him, that that will help you to develop godly thoughts. Yeah, because in our identity, in knowing who we are, uh, then Paul goes on to tell us, okay, this is who you are in Christ. You're risen with Christ. You're seated in uh, in heavenly places. Uh, even though it doesn't say it that way here, it does say that I believe in Ephesians. But here it says you're seated at the right hand of God in Christ. Okay, so since this is who you are, this is how you need to think. It's like when we went through that series, we were talking about uh, salvation. That those who are saved, a lifestyle will follow. It's not force. It's not something that you just make up on your own. It's a natural outflow of being a born-again Christian. Just like you know, you're a human, you're naturally going to breathe. That's it. If you're not breathing, you're dead. Well, if you're a Christian, you're naturally going to walk a certain way. So if you know who you are in Christ and you understand that, then that helps you uh, to, rec- to recognize, okay, this is, this is my position. Therefore, I need to think a certain way. I need to live my life a certain way because we know that in our walks, we're going to face 
temptations from the enemy. There's going to be temptations from, you know, people, our own thought life. You know, we, we had spoken about how a lot of Christians, not only they struggle with identity, but, you know, there's an unworthy feeling because of, of they feel of how they look. And everyone's comparing each other to other people. We we definitely see this in some of the mega churches where they'll put in the, you know, in the front all the super attractive people, not meaning that, you know, super attractive people aren't talented and shouldn't be there. But when that's only the case and it's like and there's other individuals uh, who may not look like models, but are talented and gifted of the Lord that aren't put there, you can start to feel like, well, you know, am I lacking something? Am I not worthy? Or in some cases, some churches, they'll put people up at the front based on their age. So what happens to people who are older? Are they no longer to be used by God? Well, that's silly. And actually, it seems that, you know, the Bible talks about how, you know, people who are older, they need to be pouring into the lives of the younger people. It's not the other way around, where it's the older, the younger people pouring into the lives of the older people. We as Christians need to understand our identity in Christ. It is vitally important so that if we do struggle with certain things, certain thought patterns, feelings of unworthiness, uh, feelings that maybe we, we think God doesn't really care about us, going into the Bible and allowing the word to change our thoughts, to renew our thinking, we need to do that, renew our thinking, then you will see, you will see a change. Not you might see a change. You will see a change. Does it mean it'll happen overnight? No. Maybe it does happen overnight. But if it doesn't happen overnight, don't give up. Keep going. Keep seeking God. Keep looking at the word and see what it says regarding who you are. And go through, honestly, read the New Testament. Read the epistles. Read what is written, what Christ, what what God, what the Holy Spirit is saying to you about what Christ did for you, about what, what God says about you. Okay, it doesn't have to be some, oh, man-centered. No, this is not man-centered thinking. This is God-centered thinking because you're aligning your thoughts with his word. You're aligning how you should think, your affections, all of that according to his word. Now, in our last podcast, the last one we did for 2021, you know, we were talking about how we need to set our affections on things above, not on things of the earth. And then I brought up that saying that a lot of people say, oh, you're so heavenly minded. You're of no earthly good. Like that's a terrible thing. But there's Christians who believe that. What do you say to Christians or how would you address Christians who do believe this? Hmm. Well, I would probably start by saying, well, what's wrong with being heavenly minded? Uh, especially since all throughout the New Testament, both Christ and Paul, as well as probably all the other apostles in their epistolic writings, they all tell us, hey, make sure your focus is on the things of God. Even Jesus, right? He said, keep your eyes on the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be adding unto you, right? So when you're focusing on God and the things of God and doing His will, God will take care of you. And let's be honest, if we're having our mindset on earthly things and an earthly mindset, we're missing out on the perspective of God. 
like only God has the full picture and if our minds are not focused on him we will miss his perspective on what's going on and we will miss what he needs us to be doing presently on the earth uh without actually saying who it is if it's happened has anyone actually said to you you're of you know heavenly mind so heavenly mind you're no earthly good I can't say that I've ever actually heard anyone say it before, you know, two weeks ago. Okay, fair enough. To be fair, I have heard that kind of thing. Um, I mean, that's what happens when uh, you're devoted to uh, actually preaching the word and nothing else. Um, people get offended. People just, that's just what it is. But in, I guess as an answer to you, the question that you've asked regarding what would you say to those people? Uh, pretty frankly, I would ask, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> because What's the matter with you? Yeah, what's the matter with you people? Because what you are saying is essentially, I want to be a Christian, except for the Christian part. Except yeah, for good. the Bible, except for heaven, except for the things of God. Right. And so what are you left with? You're left with Ian. Who's Ian? Why are you devoted to him? You're giving up on all the good things that the Bible has to offer, all of the God's grace and mercy, and you're holding on to nothing. You know? Right? Because Christian literally means little Christ. You're holding on to the little. I think you forgot what the main point is all about. <laughs> yeah. And I think part of the problem that exists within Christian community, and again, I'm, I'm not broad brushing i'm not saying this is a problem in the church that i go to just in christian community there can be an issue where some christians they'll latch on to sayings that have no biblical foundation but because it's been repeated over and over again they'll accept it as this is true and um, in some cases it could it could flat out be that you know the church that so and so is attending uh, is actually not a, a born-again Christian church. So instead of the Word of God being taught, it will be more so on, like, you know, people will have these sayings, like, or they'll say things that aren't, like, it's not grounded in the Word of God. Uh, so that would be one of them, right? Like, oh, you're, you know, you're so heavenly-minded, you're of no earthly good, or, you know, God helps those who help themselves. Now, I, I've heard that mostly among non-believers. And I think... And we're not judging people's motives, saying that people who are doing this are purposely trying to, to hurt you or deceive you. But when it comes to, if anyone is going to say something that's connected to how you live, to the Bible, to God, you can't just make stuff up and pull stuff out of a hat and be like, you know, oh, you know, well, God says this, you know, like, you got to help, you know, if you help yourself, God will help you. Okay. But when you're following those, if you listen to that, you can allow that to come in your life. And then you're actually, you could potentially be living unbiblically. My point is, what does God say, actually say in the word? And my ultimate point is like with, for Christian service, we believe Bible, the Bible is God's word. It's only God's word. And only through the scriptures do we find out what God has to say about anything. Like realistically, 
it, someone who claims to be a Christian who rejects the word of God, um, I would have major doubts to whether they are saved or not. If they're openly rejecting If the they're openly rejecting, and we see it in churches, we see it, uh, you know, there, there's many atheists who hold on to the fact that truth is fine as long as it's true. So if you're a Christian and you claim that, you know, if, as a Christian, what you're saying is that the Bible is true, then at least live that way. It's a lot more honorable mm. than claiming to be something and then rejecting what it is that you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I'm tempted to, like, point out that even, like, this morning in church, uh, our pastor was talking about how when Christ called the apostles, uh, he, he called them disciples. And at the time, disciples didn't have, like, a strictly religious meaning, but it came down to being an apprentice. So he called the apostles to be apprentices of him. And what does that mean? Well, it means you're making every effort to not just learn what he's saying. You're not just taking notes. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. But you're actively putting in an effort to copy what he's doing, to do what he's doing, to learn to be like him. The whole point of being a disciple is to become like Christ. If we're not actively working on ourselves as the Holy Spirit directs us and allowing the Holy Spirit to work on us where we can't work on ourselves, then we're not being disciples of Christ. And, you know, like, the church never called itself Christian until, like, more recent times. If you look in the book of Acts, the word Christian was only used once or twice. And it was meant as an insult to the church. Oh, look at those little Christs. They're trying to be like this Jesus guy. Like, oh, that's so cute. How pathetic. The, the church at the time called themselves disciples of the way. Which meant that they were putting in all the effort through the Holy Spirit, working through them, obviously. But they were making that effort and had that desire to be conformed to Christ through the Holy Spirit. If your desire is to not be conformed to Christ, yet hold that title of Christian, you're following some other philosophy. You're not, you're not a Christian. If your desire to serve Christ and to be like Christ is non-existent. Fair point indeed. I want to go into verse 3 now. So I want to get Mick, uh, if you can read from Colossians chapter 3, but read verses 1, 2, and 3. We won't read all of them because we're not, get, we're not even there yet. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Thank you very much. Okay, so we were talking. We were talking about how we got to set our affections on things above, not on things of this earth, because this is our identity. Uh, our identity being in Christ. Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. And and I just I also want to say this: like when it talks about heavenly minded, we're not talking about you got to walk around thinking about what heaven looks like. 
<laughs> people yeah, might what the name of your angel is have it as for real oh boy that's a road we can go down we're not gonna do that now no no not today no it's talking about like we're talking about setting our minds on the things of god yeah okay not on earthly thinking things of god now then he goes into verse three now he continues with who we are okay so i want you to listen to this very clearly if you're a born-again christian this is who you are. Not that this might be true or might come to pass. This is who you are. He says, for you are in the King James, ye. I like that ye. Ye. For, easy. For ye are dead. Well, okay, let's just stop right there for a sec. Before we continue that passage. We are dead. One does not mean physical death because he is addressing believers who are reading it. That means you're physically alive. Let that sink in. <laughs> Second, it's not speaking of spiritual death because he's saying you are dead. He's speaking to believers, not people not, he's not speaking to us saying that you were, because yes, it's true that before we became a Christian, we were spiritually dead. We were dead in our trespasses and our sins. In sin, I think David said, my mother conceived me. We were born with that sin nature. So he's not talking to people here who are spiritually dead because they're believers. They've been made spiritually alive by faith in Christ Jesus. So when it's talking about you are dead. He's basically talking about the life that you were, what you were, before you became a Christian. Mick, can you look up 2 Corinthians 5.17 and read that for us, please? I know this one by heart. Can I just say it? But maybe I want Mick to read it. No, that's fair. So you said 2 Corinthians? Yes. What's the rest? 5.17. All right. Mick is the official Bible reader. Sorry, Ezra. Oh, I think I also know this one by heart. You should. It's a very, very like common Bible I, I could have quoted it as well, but I want the Word of God read exactly. Makes sense. That's why you asked from the ESV. Oh, therefore, no, therefore, <laughs> if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Did you hear that? If anyone is in Christ, the old has passed away. That is the life that you were before you became a Christian. This is important that you understand this and believe this because, and we touched on this before, that it's very easy for us to hold on to our past failures it's very easy to hold on to the shame, to the guilt, you know, things we did, attitudes we had. And it's easy for people to come in and, and say, oh, you were, or, or like you've done things to hurt people and people will never let you forget it. And you became a Christian and you felt freedom and victory, but people constantly put you down. Oh, you're still this. You never changed on. Because there's people out there that believe you cannot change. That's another thing that that person can't change. 
I've even heard some people say that God can't even save that person. And it's like, wow, I do not believe that. But everything you were before you became a Christian is done away. The old has passed away. Behold, all things become new. You are a new creation. Brand new beginning. And it doesn't matter when it happens. Whether you were a child, a teenager, young adult, middle-aged, or in the latter years of your life. When you become a Christian, when you put faith in Jesus Christ, when you repent of your sins and you're born again, you start fresh. Everything is put under the blood. You're given the Holy Spirit. You become a new man. That former life is dead. Yeah, and I think that's an amazing blessing to us that the former life is dead. I think that at least in Pentecostal circles, you know, when we have uh, testimony nights, which I guess we don't really do anymore, but um, when we used to do testimony nights, a lot of the emphasis was on the old life, right? Like the, if it's a 20-minute testimony, generally it'd be like a 15 minutes of like, I was a drinker, I was in, you know, in sexual sin or in this and that. And then they like graft on to the end of it, like, oh, and God saved me. When in reality, you know, biblically speaking, when we're looking at our, at, at the testimony of scripture for our lives, well, that old life is really short in terms of what God has done. The emphasis is all on the fact that Christ has done the work and that we are saved and that all that is done. And here's how I'm going to live my life now. Because of that. Absolutely. I have a question for for you guys. For my co-hosts today. Mickey. Rexy. Are you ready for this? Always ready. I was born ready. Born again ready. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Now. We understand our old life is done away with. There's a freedom in Christ. We're risen with Christ. We're seated in heavenly places. Salvation is taken care of. When we die, we know we're going to be with the Lord. But you're going to get people who say, and even even we might think it, but I still struggle with my old sinful desires. Hmm. So how can that be true that we're still struggling with our old sinful desires, yet we're dead? How do we reconcile this biblically? Well, I I think it comes down to the fact that Yes, spiritually, you are dead to your sins, and you're alive in Christ, but you still have your fleshly, early, like, earthly body. Uh, You're still living in a a sinful, broken world uh, that's waiting to be renewed and redeemed in the end times. And because you're human, you still have that sin nature. You still have that inclination towards sin. The only difference is that you you're covered jesus covers your sin forgives your sin and cleanses your sin like even john in in first second and third john he's like hey as christians as as the redeemed born again children of god you no longer practice sin but if you sin if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. 
But the key word there is, you no longer practice sin. Now, practice, it's all about practice. It's all about the idea that this is a constant, repeated behavior. If you're practicing your sin, you are living in a way that is constantly the same behaviors. You're constantly living in sin. You're not stumbling in sin. You're not struggling with sin. You are living your sin. You are practicing it. John never said, if you're saved, you'll stop sinning. He says you stop practicing your sin. You stop living in your sin. When you are redeemed, when you're born again, the Holy Spirit reawakens your spirit, man, and allows you to be free from that pattern of sin, from practicing sin, from that lifestyle. You will still stumble because you are still a human. You're still living in a fallen world. But know that it's only a struggle. It's only temporary. As I believe Melanie said a few podcasts back, that's not who you are anymore. You are resurrected with Christ. You are a new creation. You will still struggle with these things, but you are no longer stuck with these things. That's what I would say. Mr. Mickey. Could you repeat the question, please? I was listening to what Ezra was saying and zoned out to what the question was initially. Really? I have a horrible attention span. Do you even know where you are right now? Yes, because I live in the now. (laughs) But where were you before, though? I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Okay. We know we're dead to sin, or we're we're dead in Christ. But yet, we still struggle with the old desires. So, how can we reconcile the fact that we still struggle with the old desires, but we're also a new creation? Have you seen this body? Whose body? Mine. Just just look at it real quick. Does this look glorified to you? I want to be careful how I answer that. <laughs> because I feel that too many times I might say things and people are like, them boys are a little weird. But yeah, this body is not glorified. It's not done yet. God is not done with me. I hope, because I aspire to a bit more, a bit better. A lot better. A a lot better every day, actually. Fair. And so, uh, the fact that Ezra was saying we are in a broken world has an impact on how we look, how we, you know, how we act, behave, our, just the whole aspect of it all. You know, we find ourselves in situations where it's... I'm not going to say that it's impossible for us not to falter because the Bible says that there's always a way out. But way in situations in which it is incredibly touchy how to get out. And we need to be incredibly discerning to see that opening and go, oh, there it is. Mm. You know, like we just, we need to be in the word. We need to be in prayer. If not, we won't even see the exit. I want to read a verse. And I think this will be of tremendous help to us. 
for those Christians who are struggling in their day-to-day walk with sin, negative thinking, even, you know, inappropriate, they have the wrong identity, or they view themselves and their identity, how they view their identity, I should say. Uh, And in Romans chapter 6, keeping with the theme that Paul, I mean, Paul writes this all throughout. But in Romans 6, Paul tells us how we live for God. And, for, and he explains, and one day I'd love, we're going to go through Romans 6 in the podcast. Romans 6 oh, is I'd good. Love to. It's a beautiful passage. Romans 6 is good. But he's, in talking about how, you know, we're baptized into Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection, how we're, you know, walking in the newness of life. And then, and then he goes on to, you know, talking about, you know, what Christ did. I want to read this quickly here. Romans 6, starting at verse 7. He says, For he that is dead is freed from sin. It says, Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. It's talking about his sacrifice at the cross. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Now, this is the verse where I really want us to key on here, really focus in. It says, likewise, verse 11, reckon. Reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is why it's so important. We keep coming back to we need to know what the Bible says about us, what God says to us through the word. He says you're dead. He says you're a new creation. He says you're risen with Christ. That you're seated at the right hand of the Father. All these things are true. Okay, just reading it once, what is that going to do for you? You need to apply it into your life. When he says reckon it, he's saying believe it. Believe that you're dead unto sin. But not just there. It's not just I'm dead to sin. No. You also believe that you're alive unto God. Mm. Your relationship now has changed. Your relationship with sin is different now. And your relationship with God is different. Before you became a, a Christian, your relationship was only to sin. You were dead to God. But alive to sin. It was all bent on sin. Your affections of the earth. You become a born-again Christian, your relationship and affections to sin, dead. But towards God, you are alive. Your affections are now towards Him. Believe it. Accept it. We walk by faith, not by sight. Take these passages. Speak it over your life. You know, some people get freaked out by speaking stuff over themselves. I'm victorious. No, but... There's nothing wrong with speaking the word of God over yourself. As long as it's the word of God. The word of God, not some prophet who speaks something over you. The word of the living God. He says, reckon yourselves to be dead unto sin, but alive unto God. Do it. Believe it. So there it is. There's our Christian service podcast for you today. The brand new year. So I'm your host, Greg Descott. Merry new year. And I have with me the mighty Mick. Ahoy, hoy. And Rexy. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you and God bless. <laughs>